Hey, and welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. It is part two time. So last week we hung out with Chris Wasami and we talked about some myths that we are debunking as hitting instructors and coaches and that kind of rear up our engines and get us excited to talk about. Last week we talked about the myth of only training once a week isn't going to help you progress as a hitter. And we give and share some ideas on how you can work on that so that you can find the best results possible with your training. Then we dive into the myth of the fact that power does not only equate to home runs. Power is a screaming double to the outfield. That screaming double to the outfield is what leads to our home runs later. So we talk about the power of really just focusing on hitting the ball hard and you are going to get the results that you want. I love his perspective on this. He goes over this so eloquently that I knew he'd be the perfect one in the episode to talk about how power is not just a home run. Power is being able to put balls into gaps and make them fire off your bat like a BB. We also dive into one of our favorite debunkings is that not all hitting coaches are the same. And we talk about what some of the best hitting coaches do apart from the rest. We really tie in the mental game along with the physical game. And he and I talk about the power of a great coach and to kind of dive into what are these coaches teaching your athlete. So that is a myth that we are also debunking. And the last one we're debunking today is the a baseball and softball swing are different. You're going to love our answer to this one or maybe not. But like I said last week, we love to ruffle feathers. We love to share our mind. We have very real and honest conversations about the swing and about hitting, and we're not afraid to be wrong. So if you enjoyed last week's episode, you are definitely going to enjoy this one. And if you are enjoying this podcast in general, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. I'd love to hear your perspective on the swing, on hitting, on any of these episodes that you're enjoying as well. And don't forget in the show notes, you can find similar episodes to this one. All right, it's time to head to part two with my great friend and mentor, Chris Basami. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just gonna dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. 
I'm really excited for you to be here and I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us, learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So without your notebook and let's head to the next episode. All right. What about this myth? Hitting coaches are all the same. They're not all the same. I mean, I can speak from experience. Um, for those who didn't listen to the first podcast, I've been battling cancer for four and a half years. Not all doctors are the same. So in a world where we deem ourselves from professionals, uh, um, a lot of times I wait for somebody else to tell me I'm a professional before I tell myself that I'm a professional because it's, it's going to come from a place that I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for people to see results, not just in the cage, outside the cage too. There's so much more that goes into this. We are not just helping create good baseball and softball players. I think we do take it upon ourselves to understand that we are creating good human beings as well. And so it's being all those things that they need. They, we can be a confidant to them. We can be their trainer. We can push them. We can hold them accountable. We can empathize with them. We can sympathize with them. I've come across too many hitting coaches who just stop at hitting and forget that there's a human element to all of this. Yeah. And so to think that all hitting coaches are created the same, if that was the case, so many of my clients wouldn't be my clients right now because they came to me because they heard that I am available at any time to talk on the phone, text message, create you know, an environment where kids really feel comfortable no matter what to be able to share what they're going through because I know that what they're going through outside the cage will directly impact the work that we do together inside the cage. And so to think that every hitting coach is created equal, I think the bad hitting coaches are the ones who came up with that saying. <laughs> that myth, that's so well said. I can't tell you when I, how many people when I first started coaching, how they were honest in saying they came to me because I was a little bit cheaper than, you know, somebody else. And I was brand new to coaching. So I didn't take it as an insult. I'm like, I get it. I'm new at this. But now I think about it and I'm like, too many people are trying to go to the cheap coach. And, you know, there are some coaches that basically charge nothing for a lesson and they are absolutely incredible at what they do. I don't know how they build a business or how they make money, but maybe it, they be, they're not about the money. But the majority of the coaches, and my dad could probably say this too, when I was hitting with his hitting coach, we were traveling two hours, it was not cheap to meet with her. But we were learning things that other coaches probably weren't going to teach me. So then it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Like you have to invest most of the time, like unless you get the diamond in the rough, it is, you have to invest in somebody that is close or is a professional that that has either been there or they know how to connect with the athlete and get the most out of them. Like you said, too many coaches are just hitting. They don't care about the kid. They don't care about their mind. They don't care about the fact that that kid might be going through something that they need to talk about. And that's what's holding them back. It's not the swing. 
But I think that, I'm just going to say, you and I are kind of rare. <laughs> and I think we're rare because in a weird way, we kind of self-impose our own continuing education classes on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We know that it's always evolving. And so if, if I've been teaching something a certain way, why not have it in my toolbox to be able to say it five different ways? If we know that all kids don't learn the same, well, I need to have as many phrases, sayings, connectors in my toolbox as I can. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always say, if I have 10 kids in front of me and I only know how to say it one way and I only have one philosophy. You're going to help one kid. I'm going to help one or two kids and the other eight kids yeah. are, are out of luck. No, that's not why I do this. That's not why we do. We're this. always learning. Yeah. We're, we're always, always learning. learning. And I really do think yeah. that the, the people who I have the most respect for are the first to want to have a conversation, want to collaborate, want to have a, uh, whether it's a free hitting session or something, a, a conversation. Yeah. I'll hop on the phone with you in a heartbeat to be able to know, Hey, what works for you? What can I take away from that? What's made you successful? What are some of the faults that you have? And constantly understand that this is, we are, we are evolving as human beings anyway. Mm -hmm. My profession is no different than me as a family man, me as a husband, me as a, a son, me as a father. Yeah. I think also I have massive respect for people and coaches and just people in general that aren't afraid to say that they screwed up. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you have said things that you didn't want to say or that you didn't mean to say a certain way and portrayed in a certain way. Totally. We all have this. But the people that do it and they say, oh, it wasn't me, it was you. I, no. let's talk about a whole nother episode I want to do on the podcast. I'm going to say this right now. If you're being coached, if your athlete is being coached by someone who is always right and they're never wrong, get the heck out. Because 100%. that's how a kid feels inferior instead of equal to their coach. They want to be on the same page. They need to be with somebody that gets the most out of them. And someone like that is only going to scare them. And, that, and then they're probably going to want to quit because they have a coach breathing down their neck and they don't want to, they don't want to mess up in front of them. Instead of treat your session in the cage as like, it's time to experiment. It's time to explore. It's time to screw up and learn how to make an adjustment. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm, I'm never, I mean, there every day I learn something new from a, from an athlete and every day I'm, I'm screwing up in some sort of a way, but I need that. Like I need that, or I'm just going to be the same coach forever and ever. Amen. And I don't want to be that. I want to be better. And I think that is what I'll have for the rest of my life. I want to be like that. I've told you before, I'm like, I'm going to be given lessons in person until I'm 95 100%. because I love it. I love learning things. I love being wrong. Like I've been working with some kids for four, almost five years now. And there are things that new things that I'm introducing to them that actually it was almost counterintuitive. The first time we met, I was saying things like, Shoot, I can't even give it a prime example. But once I learned the heel down drill, which is like one of the core drills that I'm teaching now, it, it has made me eliminate so many drills that I used to teach. 
because when you could find one drill that kind of works a lot of different things, sure. I'm like, screw the other one. Screw the thing I used to spend, you know, hours with, with kids. No, this one's better. And I think that's how I continue to try to show up for my kids. But this isn't about us trying to gloat. This is literally just, I think us just talking about what works and where we're finding the most results. Well, I also think that there's so many coaches out there who they do gloat. And, you know, a lot of times it's a highlight reel. Look what my player did. Look what my player did. Look what my guy hmm. did. Look what my guy did. Look what my girl did. Great. Yeah. Where are the strikeouts? Where's the strikeout with the bases loaded? Where's the pop-up mm -hmm. with the bases loaded? Is she not your girl at that point? Is she not your guy at that point? So if the idea is continuously progressing and developing, each experience is just that. It's, an, it's a solid, single opportunity to either take what you've learned and perform and have success or failure. But each opportunity is just that. It's like flipping a coin. I can get heads 10 times in a row. I still have a 50-50 chance on the 11th time. So it's no different than my strikeouts or I could be 10 for 10 with 10 hits. The next opportunity, if I don't take the same approach, the same idea and understand that it's process forward, I could look just as bad on that 11th as, I, as good as I did on the 10th. I love this. I love that everybody gets to hear our conversations we have every week. Totally. Popping in for a quick little announcement to tell you that this podcast, When the Cleats Come Off, is going to take a month off, okay? I am actually getting married very, very soon, and I really want to spend the first month with my husband and not really think about work. And also, we've been doing this for almost a year now. It's about time we took a little bit of a break. So don't worry. We're only going to be gone a month. We'll be back very soon with some pretty spectacular guests and interviews and conversations to help you and your athlete become the best versions of you in this game. But don't worry, we have a few more great episodes left. Our last episode before we take our month break is on the 21st, and we're putting together an awesome Olympian episode the week of the Olympics starting. So you are going to love it. Don't worry, we have a couple episodes left. We will be coming back in September with great new guests, new interviews, new things to help you become the best version of you in this game. And... Honestly, I think everybody needs a break from time to time. So that'll be the perfect time for you to catch up on an episode or two that maybe you didn't listen to yet or listen to Chris Basami's first episode if you haven't listened to it. Don't worry, we'll be back. We're just going to take a quick month off and then we'll be back at it with some fun interviews. All right, let's head back to this episode with Chris Basami. Okay, one more myth we got to debunk just because this one will stir the pot a little bit. A baseball and softball swing are different. <laughs> They're not at all. And I actually say this a lot of times because of softball, because of how close it is, and in relativeness, they're throwing gas. I truly believe that you actually have less margin of, of error in softball than you do in baseball. There's a lot of baseball yeah. swings that have some pretty big flaws. But because they've just understand how to get the barrel to the ball, they can kind of get away with it. I don't see that happening in softball very much. 
Mm-mm. Just the how hard the pitch is thrown, the movement on the pitch, depending on the spin, like it's almost like hitting a bowling ball sometimes. So mm-hmm. if things, if you are not in a good position and you are not in a stable position and that bad head is not out in front of you, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. And, and so, we've seen some like insane things. Like I'm thinking of Jesse Warren the other day hit a ball, like literally an inch off the ground over the fence. Mm-hmm. And like, none of that was picture perfect, but she's that good. Yeah. And she has that good barrel control to make, you know, to make that type of thing happen. If a even high schooler right now tried to do that, yeah. like <laughs> good luck. There's also another home run I remember. I think Bailey Hempel, or no, I don't remember who hit it, but it was in the Women's College World Series, and it looked like she's, no, she played for Texas. She just, like, barely touched mm-hmm. it, and it went over. Yeah. And it was, like, that's amazing. And that's what, and that's like, what you see. So I, that's why so many times I love the side views. I don't, I don't really care, like, where the ball goes because I want to see the right. similarities in the swings. If I know it was a good swing... I want to see the similarities. I want to look side by side. I want to break it down. I want to see, you know, where were they body position wise? Were they a little bit out in front, but they were in a really good position. They were able to explode the bat head through the ball. Those are the things that I want to see. And Mm -hmm. when you take a great softball swing and a great baseball swing, they look exactly the same. I know there was a side by side that they did with pro softball players. She played in the NPF for a while. Sandberg. Can't remember for a second. Kristen Sandberg and some hitter from the MLB. I don't know. And they showed their contact point. It was literally the same exact mm-hmm. thing. Locked out front leg, knee underneath their head, driving from their bat, like their big toes and their heel was up in their back. Like there were just so many similarities. And that's the thing. I know, I know for a fact, males have a stronger upper body. 100%. Like it's just genetics. Which, like you're saying, they can get away with more mm-hmm. of just, you know, just throwing your hands. Mm-hmm. But that's a thing, like the synchronization of the swing, working from the ground up, like all of those elements are similar. Right. Yeah. We could probably do a whole episode on just the similarities between the two. But we need to make sure these people don't, you know, start sleeping on us because <laughs> we get into this stuff. I know. But I think that was a really good good explanation of like how they really aren't different no. just our bodies are a little different and men and women the golf can get away different. with different things all swings look different a male, but the contact points the same of yeah. uh, a, a female hockey player and a male hockey player their slap shots are not different tennis players are their swings not different like it's again it's we talk about this all the time right confirmation bias meaning i can find anything today to confirm whatever bias i want to throw in your face Mm-hmm. So, unless somebody is there to call me out on my BS, I can tell you a baseball swing is different than a softball swing because that's all I know how to teach. Which goes back to our other myth that not all hitting coaches are the same. We should also say that a male doesn't only have to coach a male, no. and a female can coach a male. I can get into that. There was somebody I respected that was a baseball coach that told me I shouldn't be working with any males. And I'm like, but they want to work with me. So what, what's up here, right. man? Wow. This is good stuff. Uh, there are like a million other questions that I want to ask, but I want to be conscious of your time. So 
Let's do our five for Thrive rapid fire. Cool. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, actually, before we do it, how can people follow you? If anybody wants to learn a little bit more about Chris's story of overcoming cancer and how that helped him do some pretty awesome things with his own swing, the massive adversity that he's gone through, you can head out, head to his episode. It's in the show notes called Overcoming Adversity with former pro baseball player Chris Fasami. But how can how can people follow you if they're like super into how you teach hitting? You can follow me on Instagram at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Vasami, V as in Victor, A-S-A-M-I. You can uh, go to my website, VasamiTraining.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I believe you can email me. You, there, I think my cell phone's on my website. I've said this plenty of times. When it comes to all of this stuff on and off the field, whatever it may be, I'm an open book. So please, if you are looking for some good conversation, please reach out. I can't wait for our next conversation so we can debunk all of, all the other myths about hitting. Those all will be in the show notes as well, so you can check those out. Along with other episodes of the podcast similar to this one, we both nerd out about hitting, so we could talk about it for hours, which means you just have to, you'll just have to be on again. That's happening. All right, five to thrive. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. Who's your current favorite hitter and why right now? Current favorite hitter... I would say I really enjoy watching Tatis hit. I think he's somebody who knows exactly who he is as a hitter. He, in the offseason, he really worked on staying through the ball uh, and really driving the ball the other way. And it's really showing now. I mean, he's just the amount of doubles he hits is the amount of slugging percentage. But at the same time, you can watch him actually take a two strike approach at the same time. Um, he's just fun. He's fun to watch. There's just a lot of pride that he exudes when he's hitting. They say the more you know yourself, the better you'll be. So that's cool that you can also see that. Yeah. That's awesome. Are your daughters going to play softball? I want to know this. They will be given the opportunity. I am not going to force anything on them and no matter what activity. Uh, my, my oldest daughter, Lainey, actually just started gymnastics and she didn't want to leave the other day. So <laughs> what I will do is that whatever they decide to do, they will not be training once a week. <laughs> so well said. That's good. All right. And hopefully one day I get to work with them if they want to play a softball. Absolutely. Okay. Home run with no one out or no one on or no one out or game winning single. Game winning single. I figured you'd say that. Perfect answer. Will you be watching Team USA play in the Olympics in a couple weeks? Absolutely. I, I mean, it's always hard when the Olympics are over in Asia because everything happens mm -hmm. 12 hours before us here. And so like not being able to watch it live is always hard because all the news outlets and media outlets are always telling you the results before they happen. But mm -hmm. long story short, yes, absolutely. Why? Why are you going to watch softball? Why would you do that? I love competition. I really do. <laughs> and so to watch these women compete at the level that they do, especially knowing how hard they work and the pride that they take in doing it, it's way fun. There's just too much to learn. There's too much to watch. There's too much to see. I'm with you. Any, any sport that's competitive and seeing either males or females do their thing, it, I, I enjoy it so much. I'm pumped for the Olympics. And spoiler alert to any listeners, we're going to do a podcast episode with all of the Olympians we've had on the podcast. We've had four, and there will be one, another one coming up soon. 
but I get really excited about it because that was my dream growing up was to be an Olympian. And now being able to see these athletes, not just playing college, play pro, but now they get to actually represent our country. Like I'm going to be watching every single game and I might just watch it live. What the hey? It's the same week as my wedding. So what else do I have to do? <laughs> Last and final question. What has been your proudest dad moment? Just, I think watching them develop and turn into little human beings, you know, seeing the pure joy that we have as human beings that doesn't get disrupted by becoming older or an adult. Them literally waking up and knowing that you are coming into their room in the morning to say good morning and the, the look on their face of just pure joy, it's, it lets you know, you know why we do it. You're doing something right. I love it. Well, Chris, I want to acknowledge you for all the work that you've done and put into your own athletes and that you've shared on this podcast to help other people understand this game a little bit better and come out with a lot more knowledge. I know every time I talk to you, I am a smarter human being. So I appreciate you so much for coming on the show again. Thank you so much. I always appreciate being on. If these past two episodes did not inspire you to go hit in the backyard and just hammer some softballs or baseballs, I don't know what episode would. I am pumped up to go hit with some of my athletes later today because of it. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and Chris a favor. Go follow him on Instagram. He's got so much knowledge about hitting that I know you're going to love. You can find all of the different ways you can follow him in the show notes below. And also do us a favor and write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your favorite part from this episode or previous episodes so we can create more content like this one. As you can see, he and I are great friends and I have a feeling he'll be back on the podcast soon, but... Let us know your favorite part by screenshotting yourself listening and, you know, tag us on Instagram at Ashley B Training and at Basami Training. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Don't forget, be humble, stay awkward, be yourself and enjoy this game. It is meant to be played with fun. That's our favorite part about it. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're not going to believe who's going to be on the podcast next week, but you're just going to have to wait and see. Thanks for hanging out with us and see you later.